Episode 94, How Your Emotions Affect Your Actions. Welcome to Beyond Your Comfort Zone. I'm your host, Cami Banks. I'm a mother of four and a certified life, weight, and triathlon coach. I'm a lover of people, watermelons, and triathlons. I'm here to assist you in losing weight and gaining lasting health. I love helping others improve their food and exercise and get the results they want. And along the way, they become mentally and physically tough. It's a wild and fun ride, and I can't wait for you to be a part of it. Let's go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Hopefully, you're having a good day and whatever you're doing. You know, I listen to podcasts whenever I can and when, in whatever ways that I can. So if I'm out running, if I'm doing the dishes, if I'm driving the kids carpool, if I'm walking my dog, <laughs> I'm biking, I can't listen to podcasts when I'm swimming. And I don't, I really can't do it a lot when I'm lifting weights because I like to listen to music. But other than that, like I listen to podcasts whenever I can. So I, my, I've often said that my husband is like, are you listening or can I talk to you? <laughs> like, do I give AirPods in or can I talk to you? So yes, sometimes I might listen to him a little bit too much, but whatever you're doing, I am so grateful that you're here listening and you're sharing your time with me and hopefully we can have a good conversation. A little bit about Team Elevate. Things are going great. And by the time this comes out, you should be about a week and a half into your 90 Days of Atomic Change um, and if you are on the team, you're in it. But if you just wanted to take the challenge along the way with us, just being a faithful podcast listener, that's great, too. We can all change at different stages and different levels of where we're at. But I just want to encourage you that sometimes change doesn't happen as fast as we want. But progress is still happening and we need to stick with it. And just like they talk about the ice cube, right, that at 25 degrees, it doesn't melt 26, 27, 28 not 30, not 31, but at 32, it melts, but we have, to, it has to be gradually getting to that temperature to have it melt. That's the same with us. We have to gradually keep putting in the work and the progress will happen. And then we'll start seeing the results we want if we continue to stick with it. So our progress and our success is inevitable if we stick with it, but sometimes we get discouraged along the way. And so hopefully you've chosen the 1% improvement so that you can see a little bit of improvement and get that momentum going. But sometimes it takes a little bit of inertia and inertia to get it going and get into the momentum. So keep it going. I hope that it's all working out so far for you. Um, And the thing that I really want to talk about today, and I'm going to be honest because you know that's one thing I really strive to do and that's one thing in my life that I'm really trying to be better at is really being for forward and forefront about things that are happening. And this is interesting because I recorded a whole podcast before this and I just kept feeling uneasy about it. Like something was off and I was like, you know what? It's not really addressing what I really wanted to. And so it's pretty interesting to think about I, with podcasting, I've always just been like, you know, I just do B minus work. And then if I want to, I can go back and change it. But in saying that I just do B minus work, sometimes I just get out and record a podcast. And so I don't get stuck and thinking I can't record anymore. So I record it and then I listen to it and it just wasn't jiving. But the cool part is, is that I did it. I said I was going to do the podcast and it got my ideas sorted out. And so now as I re- 
you know, record this part podcast for you. It's such a beauty because doing what I said I was going to do and just sticking to with the plan, um, helped me to prepare what I really want to say today. And I don't often do a re-record, but sometimes I do. And then it's really cool because it just started coming to me. So it, it got into a flow and I could really say what I wanted to. So we'll see if it really comes out that way. But I think that's important for all of us to remember that when we're doing something, if we wait till we think it has to be a plus work, mm, sometimes we're not going to do it and that's going to keep us stuck. So just a reminder, that's not what the podcast is on, but just a reminder that like, just do something, even if it's B minus, get it out there, you know, try, try and try your best. And then if it doesn't work, then you can go back and redo it again. And that's what I'm doing. So, but the thing that I really want to share with you today is, um, something that's been on my mind. It's been a podcast that I've wanted to do for a while. I just, it hasn't been the right timing. (laughs) Hence, this is the second time I've recorded it when I thought it was the right timing. So we'll see. But the question I want to pose to you is, are you emotional? And working with clients and with my athletes and even hearing friends say this and my own self say this to in the past, I've said this, but I used to say I'm so emotional or I've heard my clients say I'm too emotional emotional, or I just feel so emotional. Here's another one. I'm such an emotional eater. I know I'm eating because of my emotions. All these things that we tie to our emotions, right? And when people say to me, I feel like I'm too emotional or I feel emotional as I've, you know, unwound what they were saying, I've dived into it a little bit more and even into my own self is that when I would say that in the past and when people are saying this now, it's almost as if the emotions have control over us, right? That we aren't in control of our emotions. And that's not really a fun place to be if our emotions drive our actions that we don't really want, right? It's just that I'm so emotional and I cry all the time, right? I'm so emotional and I get angry. I'm so emotional and, you know, I can't function very well, right? We attach that as if we don't, we can't control that. And that is one of the biggest gifts that I feel like I have received. One of the biggest reasons what really propelled me into going into life coaching, um, because as I share some experiences, you'll probably see how I, I really did let my emotions control a lot of what was happening in my life. And I felt like I was just destined to that. Like if I was just an emotional person, then my emotions were just going to control me. And I didn't really have a say in that. And I even remember, so in 2020, I became a life coach, buddy. in 2019, I remember reading a book talking about, you know, someone that reacts, they're emotional and someone that responds is more rational. And I really like love that concept. It's just, I didn't know how to do it. (laughs) So I read it and I really tried the best way I knew how with some of the situations in my life where I was having them with my children and in my relationships that I had and with, with my marriage, all these things I tried it, but I didn't, I didn't really have a tool to really make it work. So then fast forward one more year later, still having the same issues and still being emotional and just driving off my emotions. Then I was coached. And then I was like, this is the tool that I've been missing that I need, that I want, that I want to learn more about. And so in these last two years, I've really, really dived into this subject is really being emotional and really understanding our emotions and do they really have to drive us and control us or can they be something that is a guide for us to direct our lives the way we want to and so that's what I want you to think about as we dive into this so I've studied a lot and the life coaching school has been really good at offering 
you know, tools on to do this. So I'm going to take all the things that I've studied and try to put them all into one to help you understand this. But someone that is really good for you to read, if you're interested in this more, is Susan David. And she has a book called Emotional Agility. And then Stephen R. Covey, that's one of his habits. He talks about being proactive. And he talks about when there's a stimulus, and then there's a gap or a pause before we have the response. And in the life coaching school, which I've talked about and the tool that we've been given and the tool that I work with all my clients with is the model, right? The circumstance, the thought, the feeling, which then we have our action, our results, right? So I wish that I could show you the diagram. It would be a lot easier to explain things, but we are going to go through it in the tools that I have and we'll incorporate Stephen Arcovies and Susan David's work into it as I explain it as through the model. So when we are unintentionally doing something, we have a circumstance, we have a thought and we have a feeling And then our feelings is what drives our actions and our results. And so I want to pause right there when we're talking about the feeling. That's going to be the heart of the whole model. But when we talk about feelings, and sometimes it's interchanged with emotions, I really want to just pause and explain that a little bit more. So we all have emotions. And emotions or emotion is energy set into motion. So it is the vibrations, the sensation in our body that that is created and the biggest like emotion of in and of itself is um let me read this to you emotion serves as the carrier for the whole spectrum of feelings so it is when we have a feeling it is actually how we interpret it psychologically and how we the sensations in our bodies interpret it as a feeling but it is still the whole spectrum of emotion is that's feelings inside there so i want us to just pause on that to understand that it is energy going through our body. That's what it is. So realizing that it's energy, if feelings are a bigger spectrum as emotion and emotion is energy set into motion, that what it is we're really feeling is an upward vibration, a lower vibration, whatever that might be. But the what we, how we think about it and how we interpret it and how we feel it, different parts in our body is what a feeling is. So we want to understand that because we think so many times that, um, And and even in the model that I talked about, the circumstance, the thought, the feeling, if we are unintentional, we go from the feeling right to the action, the action into the result. And if we go right into the action from the feeling, that's when we feel like we're emotional, right? That's when we feel like our emotions just drive us, right? Unintentionally, we're just doing something. So if we have, if we define, if we go back and look and we're like, I'm angry, and then we just instantly act from anger, react from anger. It looks like yelling. It looks like maybe stomping out of the room. It looks like doing things that we probably don't want to, right, of anger. So that would be what happens when we just, that's unintentionally, we just we just go with our emotion, right? Right into our action and gets us a result. And that's what I want to help us see. So when we want to start examining, do am I an emotional person? How can I have my emotion yet still live the life I want, still get the results I want? Because we actually all have emotion. That is why we have we take the action. So when we're studying Susan 
David's work, she talks about emotional agility and emotional agility is where we're going to, I'm going to show you, we're going to go through the model, but we're actually going to pause the model. So if we go to the CTF at the feeling line, we would actually pause it after we feel something, right? If we felt anger, we would pause it there and we would we would become aware that that's happening, right? We need awareness. We need to accept that we got to anger. We need to become, bring it to our consciousness. And when we do that, then we can, from that point, we can actually act in our value. If we want to, we can notice that we had an emotion, maybe take a look at it and then we can act in a different way. We don't have, there's that pause. So it's not connected. Our, um, feeling is not so rigidly connected to our action. So the opposite of agility would be rigidity, right? So we're so rigid that as soon as we have an emotion, we have an action. And Susan David talks about, let's pause that. Let's not really, not Let's understand that we have the emotion. Let's realize that we have guideposts, that we have signs that we can start there like, oh, you are feeling some anger. Let's notice this. What's coming up for you? Let's see what, how, you know, the patterns that get you here. Let's talk about the thoughts that got you here. Let's talk about the feelings that got you here. But let's pause because we don't want to act. We don't want to put that emotion, that energy into motion into anger, right? We want to pause and then we want to get, we want to remember what we value, what's important here, and then we can act from there. That's the same thing that Stephen Covey talks about when he's talking about being proactive. He says we have a stimulus, which be, which be our circumstance, our thought, and our feelings. That's the stimulus he's talking about. And then we have this line drawn across and we have the response. So if we have time to have that gap and that pause, we can decide how we want to respond, right? Instead of just reacting. So we can respond in a way, again, of consciousness, of awareness, out of our values, right? And that is the, the thing that I have learned so much that has made such a difference to me in my life when I realize that, yes, I have emotion and yes, I feel emotion and I want to understand emotion. But if I have anger, it doesn't mean that I have to automatically react out of anger. So, and another th- way that I want to show this to you, because we're still talking about being emotional or people say they're emotional eaters, right? So when we're emotional eaters, this is the same thing we do, right? As soon as we get an urge, we just think we have to eat. And so we eat, right? That's reacting to the urge. The other thing we do sometimes when we're, I'm working with people emotionally, you know, they're like, I just, I just react, right? And I eat the food, right? They don't say react. They just say they eat the food and they don't know what happens. And we have to go back and play it out. But this is the other thing they'll do as soon as they're like, okay, I'm not going to react anymore. They resist or they avoid it. And I want us to learn to allow it. So here's an example. If we have a circumstance, we've worked 12 hour day. We worked a 12 hour day. We come on pizzas on the counter. A thought that I often hear, which is <laughs> maybe a universal thought, I deserve it, right? I deserve this. I've worked so hard. I deserve this. And that's the urge that's created. We've, we've said that so many times that our body just creates this urge, this desire. The feeling or emotion would be a desire, right? And we just eat the pizza as much as we want, right? And our result is like, I ate as much as I deserved in the moment. I didn't stop myself. I deserve this. So that is just reacting, right? We see the pizza, we have an urge and we, we eat it and we satisfy that, that urge in the result line, right? So here's what we would do. And this is what I help our clients, my clients do with urges, right? If we're an emotional eater is that same thing. We work 12 hour day. Our thought is, 
I deserve this. <laughs> Our feeling is urge or that great desire to eat that. You know, sometimes people say like, I feel like I'm going to die if I don't eat it, right? This this urge, that this emotion that starts swelling up in our body and you can even identify where it's at, probably um, different parts of your body that really wants that, right? And we have to pause here. This is what takes the practice. We have to pause in this moment. We have to realize that the stimulus is there. You know, we've worked 12 hours. We see the pizza, Normally, when we have this urge, we would eat it. We have to start to understand what's happening. We have to allow that this is happening, realize like, normally I would just eat this, except that we've gotten to this place where we probably haven't eaten for the 12 hours. This looks really good, except where we're at. Bring it to consciousness. And from that point, this is when it takes work. And this is what I talk about people, how we get over the urges is that we have to allow that like, yeah, I would want this, but in five, 10 minutes, if I just learned to allow it, say I'd want it and start realizing to create another desire or start realizing what I really value is the longevity of my health. What I really deserve is taking care of my body right now by putting something healthy into it. Sticking with my food plan that maybe I haven't stuck to for the 12 hours earlier, but right now for dinner, if I have something I plan, I can stick to that, right? That's creating it from the value place. And then our actions change, right? And our result changes because we don't eat the whole pizza. We eat what we know that our body really wants. We eat for the longevity and we eat something, probably not the whole pizza, right? So that's how we do it. And I tell my clients all the time, I'm like, we, it's not like we do that once or twice to allow to get rid of an urge, right? We have to do that over 100 times. I tell them if you can do 100 and we do it like in a jar. So every time you put a pom-pom in, like 100 pom-poms in the jar, then you realize that you've learned how to practice this. You've learned how to allow an urge. You learn how to admit when it's there, admit that you normally would eat that, but you're acting out of a different value system now, right? We do that over and over again. It's like we practice. It's like even with the piano, like we practice over and over again to get better at the at the performance, right, of the song. We have to do this over and over again so that we can start creating new you know, pathways for this, right? Learning that it's okay if we have urges. We don't have to act on those urges. And this is what most people do. Like I said, they'll resist it. They'll try to avoid it. But what we resist persists. So this is what we'll do. We'll resist for a while and then we'll go eat even more of it, right? Or we'll avoid it for a while until we're just like, I can't do it anymore. <laughs> or we'll just like give in and react. And I want to be like, all those things are what we would normally do. But if we're trying to get a new path, our new pathway and not be an emotional eater. We just have to allow that. Yeah, my body has emotions. It's energy and motion. But where do I want to put that motion right now? I can, I can still prepare something. I can still grab something quick, another healthy snack, right? I can put my energy towards that. But realizing that we're going to put our energy towards something because that's the emotion and we're feeling this urge and urges create a, a quite a different, like, lot of different sensations in our body, right? I'm going to give you another example to help solidify this even more could be a true situation. <laughs> so say we have a child that says words to us, right? And then we think they're lying. And it goes further on to say like the thought in front of these, like they are so disrespectful. Anger comes up. And I'm, I'm going to be honest. This is actually my story. He's <laughs> like, you can't even like half, half fake it. And when I have anger, like my heart is racing. I feel like I could run a race and probably beat everyone because I have so much energy. My heart starts pounding. My face gets flushed. So I get angry, right? And then I start yelling. I start giving all these punishments. I start taking all these things away. And I, I'm not acting out of my best motherhood skills at this moment, right? And my result is, you know what? I'm not respecting me. 
I'm definitely not respecting my daughter because I'm I'm just acting out of this anger, this this complete frustration, right? And or like anger, but if we pull it back, it's probably frustration, mad, hurt, all the things, right? But we're just sticking with anger. But so I have this result that I don't want, right? And if I now go and use this new model, so I still have daughter says words, and then I have um, all the things that I'm thinking and then like, she's so disrespectful. Right. And that still makes me angry. If I pause right there and realize that I have this anger, realize that flush that comes up, my face, that gets red, my, my heart that's pounding my chest that like, feels like it's going to come out of, of my, my mouth or whatever. It's just pounding so hard. I, have to pause there. This is the hard part. I have to allow that I've been frustrated. I have to allow that I'm a mom and I'm frustrated what's happening, right? Or I'm angry because I wanted things to be different. I have to start trying to become aware of the situation, like what is happening for my daughter, right? I have to realize like, what are the values that I want as a mom? Like, how can I do this? And I mean, all this is happening so fast, right? We really have to practice this. But when I can do that and remember what I value, I can seek to understand her as something I value, and then I can seek to be understood, right? I can seek to ask questions about things about her. I can realize that as a teenager, <laughs> she's probably going to lie. And maybe it's going to come across as disrespectful, right? I can get a little more leverage, and I don't have to let that anger drive into my actions. I can realize the anger's there, re- identify where it's at in my body, but then I can pause for a moment, allow it, accept it. And then I can choose from there. I'm free to choose if I want to act off of that anger or let the anger come through me and then act off something more, act off love or understanding for my daughter. Right. And then from there, my actions are completely different. And you know what? I end up, my result is a lot different from what I started with, but I, I, I can, at the end of the day, I can still respect myself and being the best mom that I could because I still realized the emotion was there, still really realized I was human, but that that was not really what I wanted to drive from and that I could still respect her and understand her. And I can't guarantee this happens all the time. But when it does, it's such a beautiful gift. It's something that I didn't have as well. And being, quote unquote, an emotional person, (laughs) it didn't really fare well if I would drive off my emotions all the way and I didn't stop and pause. And so I think probably most people that are in my inner circle, (laughs) especially my family, I'm so grateful that I now can have you the stimulus, my circumstance, thoughts, feelings, and then I have the pause and then I can respond the way I want to. The same thing is when I talked about being emotional, agile and being rigid. You know, I was a soccer coach for many years. So in a physical sense, if we're rigid, it would be like my soccer players when I'd see them on the field and they would be flat foot standing straight up. (laughs) And I would always be like, guys, are you ready for the highest level of play? And that would their answer would be no because they had to be on their you know the tip of their toes kind of a little bit crunched down ready for the ball at any angle right agile to get the ball at any if we're just flat footed and standing straight there we only can get the ball in one place and so in order for them to get the ball in so many different angles they had to be ready and that's the same thing with being flexible being emotional agility is that we have to be able to have the ability to pivot to see what's happening right if we have an emotion to be able to pause to see how do we best want to act right same thing if we're just rigid and we just you know we have an emotion we have a feeling and we act right after that we are so limited 
and how high we can grow, the heights we can reach, the ability to play at our best game of life, the best we can play in soccer, right? And so when we're thinking about that as, you know, and in a sports sense, we want to be, have, a, you know, this physical agility. We want to have this flexibility. And I want to encourage you as you, as we wrap this up, that to not have the rigidity, to not be emotional rigid. And it's going to take the practice. It's going to take us going out of the comfort zone to practice it. And that's you not staying what we've done in the past. And if we've been emotionally rigid and we've either reacted or sometimes we're just rigid and we avoid or re- resist, that's just the patterns we've done. We have to be willing and have the courage to try to change, to practice that, to pause, to realize what's happened in the past and then that we don't want to keep creating those results. So since tomorrow is the future, we can start to take the pause. We can see that there's a gap. We can begin to have proactivity, as Stephen R. Covey calls it. We can begin to have emotional agility and we can see what we can create. We can realize the emotions don't need to control us. They are guideposts to direct us to the best life possible. So try this out. I can't wait to hear how it goes for you. I hope this is one of the biggest gifts for you as it has been in my life and that you can see that with practice and with time that your emotions are a beautiful thing, that you no longer are tied to your emotions. Your actions can be what you want and you're free to choose once we realize what the emotion is doing and choose from the highest good that we want, the highest value that we want in our life. And I will be back again next week. All right. Bye-bye. How would you like to be a part of a team that elevates your life? That is what we do inside Team Elevate. And I would love for you to come be a part of it. Some of the things that we do inside the team is we create meal plans that work for your life. I also help you create exercise plans. And if you have signed up for a race, we design a plan that will get you across the finish line. The other thing we do in there is weekly group coaching. We have an option for one-on-one coaching. We do live retreats. We do ski trips. We get together and celebrate the bodies that we have and the things that we can do in our lives. And inside there, when we begin to work on our food and our exercise and we strengthen our body and our mind, we see how it elevates the relationship we have with us. And in turn, it elevates all the other relationships in our lives. So if you are interested in being a part of this team, we would love to have you. You can get onto my website at camibanks.com. That's Cami with a K. Or if you just want to jumpstart your weight loss right now, you can jump onto my Instagram at camibankscoaching and grab my free meal plan. So thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, I would love for you to follow it so you never miss an episode. And I would love for you to rate and review it so others can find this and it can enhance their lives. And most of all, thanks for sharing your time with me today. Bye-bye.